Hub Heroes listeners, this episode is brought to you by Simple Events, a true game changer that integrates with your HubSpot CRM. Ready to revolutionize your event management process? Well, imagine this. You're tasked with planning an event. It could be an intimate workshop or a large-scale corporate event. The thought alone can be daunting. That's where Simple Events transforms your event planning into a smooth, stress-free process. No matter the size of your business or the type of event, in-person or virtual, Simple Events is your ideal partner. Simple Events is a comprehensive solution that simplifies every aspect of event management, from creating detailed attendee lists to setting up efficient workflows. Say goodbye to the hassle of juggling multiple platforms. With Simple Events, everything you need is in one convenient place. That's right. Simple Events is about empowering your events and enhancing every detail using the robust capabilities of the CRM you love. HubSpot. Unlike other tools, you can control the full event experience in your HubSpot portal. Are you ready to revolutionize how you manage events? Then visit SidekickStrategies.com forward slash simple. That's SidekickStrategies.com forward slash simple. As a bonus, make sure to use the special Hub Heroes promo code HELPFUL, all capitals, HELPFUL, for an exclusive discount on the Simple Events Pro Plan and step into the world of Simple Events, turning your next event from successful to spectacular. Do you live in a world filled with corporate data? Are you plagued by silo departments? Are your lackluster growth strategies demolishing your chances for success? Are you held captive by the evil menace, Lord Lack, lack of time, lack of strategy, and lack of the most important and powerful tool in your superhero tool belt, knowledge? Never fear, Hub Heroes. Get ready to don your cape and mask, move into action, and become the Hub Hero your organization needs. Tune in each week to join the League of Extraordinary Inbound Heroes as we help you educate, empower, and execute. Hub Heroes, it's time to unite and activate your powers. Before we begin, we need to disclose that both Devin and Max are currently employed by HubSpot at the time of this episode's recording. This podcast is in no way affiliated with or produced by HubSpot, and the thoughts and opinions expressed by Devin and Max during the show are that of their own and in no way represent those of their employer. Welcome back to the Hub here. Yeah, damn it, Max. <laughs> We're leaving that in because your insubordination must be noted. She said, damn it, Max. There's a delay. I will turn the station wagon around. So help me. I will pull over. Yeah, okay. You stay in there. Everybody else, the people who have not displeased me today, welcome back to the Hub Heroes podcast. I am Liz Murphy, your Hub Hero Wrangler and content strategist on call. I also have Max, the insubordinate. Devin, hey, bud. Hey. You never do anything wrong. And George, who apparently is going to be giving us a vocabulary lesson later today that is mildly concerning but apparently we're just gonna quote no when it happens yeah i mean listen when i use words like fuddy-duddy and things like that and liz you you call me on the carpet for am i 80 i'm gonna slip a word in in this episode and everybody will understand what it is you told me not to lollygag and i thought you were also about to like 
slide a Werther's across the table and ask me to watch Father Dowling Mystery. Well, first of all, first of all, don't be hating on the Werther's because my wife knows, like, every birthday, every Christmas, I need some Werther's. Like, those are dope candies right there. I'm just going to throw that out there. Thank you for uh, like a good keeping big Werther's afloat, keeping that part of the economy mm. safe and secure. Yeah, they're, they're not sponsoring the show, just so everybody knows. Yeah. Not a shill for big Werther's. Classic George, just, just shilling for big caramel. <laughs> Speaking of Big Caramel, over the past two weeks, we've sunk our teeth into a meaty topic. That's right. I segued like a swan, and it was beautiful. Thank you, Devin. Thank you. That's why you're the favorite. That's right. That's why you're the favorite. So over the past two weeks, we have been talking about sales enablement, specifically why most sales enablement strategies fail, even with the best of intentions or when people think they have, quote unquote, buy-in, and how you're actually supposed to be leveraging tools and technology to execute and scale sales enablement strategies across your entire organization. Now, if any of that sounds juicy to you, because when I was planning for this episode, I really wanted a steak. So if it sounds juicy to you, I highly recommend you By the way, if it doesn't just Hit the stop button and go listen to another podcast. Just I heard that's a yeah. really great way to build listeners. Wow, all of you are punchy today. Yeah, one with less juice. Because we like our podcast juicy. Just saying. We have the juice. Juice we have or juice-free, juice go back to listen to the last two episodes of Sales Enablement is a Problem in Your Business. But for this week, uh-uh. we're going to stay on the technology side. Because one of the topics that came up in that last episode that we had, because we were all like, we got to talk about HubSpot playbooks. We got to talk about HubSpot playbooks. They're so freaking important. It's the unsung hero of HubSpot tools. And then we like didn't do that. And then we realized, huh, maybe we should talk about it. Now, for those of you who don't know, HubSpot playbooks are essentially resource guides you can create within the platform for different teams or individual contributors to use, like maybe someone in sales on specific topics processes, pretty much anything you can think of. Now, I am a knowledge management nerd and mouth breather. So like when I read that, I'm like, huh, that's amazing. I love it. That's awesome. But for many of you, you're like, wonderful documentation. I'm so freaking excited. You should be hyped about this. And you're about to find out why. Because when Max asked at the end of the last episode, if we actually had enough to fill the entire episode, just talking about HubSpot playbooks, George was like, step back. And he was like, it's about playbooks for sales. It's about playbooks for service. It's about playbooks for marketing. It's about playbooks for the entire organization. It was like, Oprah, he's, you get a Pontiac G6 that you have to pay taxes for by yourself. Oh, and you yeah. get a Pontiac G6 that you have to pay taxes for by yourself. And that is why we're here today. Yeah. What are HubSpot playbooks really? And how do you actually use them? Yeah. So I want to open up the floor with the first question. Why are we dedicating an entire episode to HubSpot playbooks? Because there's something about the vision, obviously, that people are not catching. George... Talk me through it. Oh, well, so first of all, first of all, I want everybody that's listening to know this is not going to be just a sales-specific episode. So we are going to talk about sales name, but we're going to talk about the this as playbooks as a sales tool. But everybody needs to realize, buckle up, hold on, that we're going to talk about playbooks for service, playbooks for marketing, playbooks for an overarching just way to do several different things. For me... I think that playbooks are important and the reason that we're dedicating an entire episode to it is because there are so many places that people are having conversations that vital information, data, aka insights, things that can help us make smart decisions, create better content, or 
improve the, a better experience as we move forward. And they just get lost in the conversations because nobody is documenting in real time. Nobody has a thing that they can follow, a lane, right? Like if you think about the Wizard of Oz for a second, the reason that story works is because they could follow the yellow brick road. Do you and your HubSpot portal have a yellow brick road to the proper data insights that you need? That's my question. Right now, if you're sitting here listening to this and you're like, I wish I had a yellow brick road, then keep on listening. It is how you duplicate your success and it's how you take your rock stars and make more rock stars. It's the foundation of greatness when it comes to your organization, getting everybody on the same page. There's so many different opportunities for training in so many different ways that I've seen different places do training. One of my favorites, however, was an Asana project that linked out to HubSpot Playbooks. It was beautiful. And you're going down this checklist of things you need to know things you need to read and then you go do it it's fantastic okay so i have i have a question here that i want to throw out here because it's something i've heard a lot from different organizations and agencies i don't know if there's some sort of trend happening recently or it's just the circles i've happened to swim in recently which is there's an aversion to process process is bureaucratic process stands in the way of agility we need to be agile See, Devin knows what I'm talking about. You know, I can see the smile. And I want to hear the counter argument because I'm of two minds about it. I understand the agility piece. There is a big difference between an agile process that enables scalability that you circle back to when you need to iterate and, and stuff that's just so stuffy that it basically brings everything to a grinding halt. It's red tape, not a process. So what's your response to that? And George, I saw you making some faces too. Don't worry, I'll come to you. Yeah. So there are companies, especially startups, especially nonprofits, especially agencies that are used to operating like the buildings on fire. That's their comfort zone. When it's like a deal comes in and instead of getting the job done, someone pulls a fire alarm and it's chaos until you get across the finish line. And the reason why they're comfortable with that is because it's how they've experienced success. In some cases, it's the only way they know. But the one thing they all have in common is that They have a talented group of individuals who are able to move mountains in order to achieve goals, which is cool. I mean, I'm not saying that that's bad. What I'm saying is I'm too old for that, for me. Man, I feel that. I feel like, see, I, at my age, I just want to be able to lay back on the Davenport and take a nice little nap. There it is. Oh, my mm. God. I told you I'd fit it in. Oh, yeah. No, and, and I'm with you right right there. I, I took a nap like two hours ago. I, I have no shame in saying that. My thing is that process is only bureaucratic when you build process on top of broken process on top of broken process. When your process becomes a band-aid for other processes, then you have a problem. Part of being agile is evaluating and reevaluating. Agility is not the enemy of efficiency. You can be efficient and agile. It's just a matter of documenting your process 
evaluating your process and then iterating on the process. You can't just create something and expect it to be perfection. If you don't hate your V1, then you're doing it wrong. You, you should, the, the, the mentality is growth. And if you want to keep doing the fire sale method of business, and here's an objective, everybody run, run until it's done. Like, go ahead and do that. Just don't ask me to submit an application because that's not how I get down. I do things, um, I believe there's a group of people who like to say decently and in order. Order, that's how I roll and um, that's most efficient and then that and completely different episode here but that is how you separate your people power from your money power as far as growth is concerned if you want to talk about moving divorcing your growth from your headcount playbooks are the way to do it there are mm. so many nuggets in there I want to touch on a couple of things Number one, before anybody gets in their mind some sort of subversive version of what my platform is, I am pro-NAP, <laughs> anti-Davenport. Let's be very clear here. Number one. Number two, I love this conversation about process because if you have a process and it's not written down, that is a wish. If you're saying, well, everybody knows what the process is. No, 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 no. They have the version in their head of the process that they like the most. And then are very glad that it's not documented so nobody catches the fact that they're not following best practice. Like, it, it's absolutely... Also, what if you get hit by a bus? There's no security. George, you're going to explode. Bring it I home. I am. I am. I am. Because there's a key point here that we have to pay attention to. The problem is, Liz, at that point, with what you're talking about, it's their process, not the process. Right? Ding. It has to be the process for the 17 things we do here are the process for that one, this one, and the other one. Uh, the other thing, too, I want to circle back around real quick because, Devin, you said something that I absolutely love, but I would say a yes and to. You said make your rock stars better rock stars. I would even say playbooks help your non-rock stars become rock stars in training exactly. because they can learn off of the back of everybody who has done it for 2, 5, 17, 22 years because now it's like, it's like Star Trek and the Borg knowledge to create this path that everybody is taking with the right questions that they need to be asking and so it's like talk about enablement and again this is enabling your sales team your success team your marketing team because Liz you said something that just like completely exploded my mind and that is you were talking a little bit ago about it's or maybe it was Devin it was like why are you putting this first thing out there why are you putting this first thing out there and just rolling with it Liz I know I remember what it was you came to my brain because as a writer i was like yeah this is dumb as all because no writer will ship their first draft they're going to edit it they're going to iterate it they're going to process it so why is your sales team literally shipping your first draft no 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 no. there needs to be time time out to think about it well yeah. time out for real because you're over modulating just a skosh george i'll back up from my mic back up off, back the, up mic, off george. the mic quick getting so damn excited is what i heard devin just say <laughs> All right, there's a lot of excitement happening right now. But Maxi, Sweet Pea, talk to me. Yeah, what's up? What you love about playbooks? Well, I think let's 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 do this before we even like go any further. For anyone who doesn't know what playbooks are, because there are a lot of people who don't know what playbooks are, which I think is why we're doing this episode. Why don't we catch them up to speed? If you're not already familiar with a playbook, 
A playbook is a little thing that shows up on any one of your object records inside of HubSpot. So think your contacts, your companies, your deals, your tickets, the things you're going into and interacting with when you're when you're having some sort of conversation with your customer or doing something or following some sort of process, whether it's in the middle of solving a ticket, a sales process. Does everyone have access to deal. it? Is it for all HubSpot customers or is well, it at a certain so tier? Do you have to have- Well, go, go ahead, yeah. Max. Service Hub and Sales Hub, historically, this was an enterprise-only feature. More recently, they brought it down to professional, which was just a glorious moment for me because I want the people to have their hands-on playbooks. There's a very special feature that is reserved in the enterprise version, which we can talk about later. But essentially, what these are is these are little, you could almost think of them as like little documents you can open on those records that can be something as simple as words on a page that tell you how to do something such as a call script or or a, a process outline or like an FAQ for anyone using your, your CRM, but they can also be interactive. You can add videos to them. You can add a whole bunch of like stuff into them, but more importantly, you can input data into them. It's great for like questions that you're asking on calls. You can input data into it. It's a great way to, to take notes on calls and have a more structured, standardized way for people to do that. That's sort of like level one of like what play yeah. one thing so, i want to throw in here though uh, hold on george i know hold on this is important though i'm gonna play the elliot page character in inception who only existed to ask questions for the audience prove me wrong i think sometimes people could get really confused about the terminology max so can you just take a moment and clarify mm -hmm. what an object is i know we have a whole episode dedicated yeah. to objects but yeah. i think sometimes people get confused objects yeah. properties yeah. whatever so we think objects the big four i mean technically everything's an object because it's a database but like the big four when we say objects contacts which are people companies which are the businesses or organizations they work at or associated to deals active you selling ticket active you helping yeah, George, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm going to piggyback on that because, and I'm glad you did that, Liz. Vax blew by something real quick that for me mm. is the real poignant put the stake in the ground of, see, I told you they were for the whole organization. Because if playbooks were just yep. for sales teams, then deals and like contacts playbooks would make sense but the fact that you can find oh. playbooks in tickets is proof in the pudding that no there are a lot of people in your organization that should be using playbooks i would even say mm -hmm. that the content creators inside of your organization because here's the other thing we always talk about playbooks as external they can be ran internally as well like imagine you're a content creator you're on a call you're trying to create the dopest case study known to man or woman on the planet and now you've got a case study playbook that you can literally run them through and get all the information ask all the questions and have all the notes that you need yeah and, and like so like if you even look at that like level one use case if we say sales rep or like a business development person is you know taking notes on a call and like sure it tells them what questions to ask, what answers to get, gives them a clean place to put in the data. That's not just for salespeople to have some sort of conversational aid or like, you know, clean way of taking notes. The sort of like level two or level three thinking beyond how you're using that is how marketers can use that data. And this is where sort of like the creativity side of this comes in. Wouldn't it be great if you have all of these people that are talking to these customers, even if it's maybe a little bit too early or they're not such a great fit yet, or you tend to have customers that 
engage with you and then fall off the face of the planet. A big thing people try to do as marketers is re-engage those folks after. But what if you could passively collect a lot of very pointed information that your sales reps are asking during those discovery calls, capture it in a way that is easily segmentable on your end. And then when you start to do these like re-engagement campaigns with these like past opportunities or people who closed lost, you now have this hyper-specific information that you can use to send super segment, like segmented and like targeted content. And like the sales rep was none the wiser to it, right? But it could be updating properties in the back end that you're creating lists off of. And as a marketer, that's like a really, really big advantage for you that you know what these past prospects were literally saying was important to them, right? And you can tailor that message in now a hyper-specific way. For once, no one wants to just jump right in. Well, I do, but I want to give Devin space to actually say something if Devin wants to say something. But I, I have something that I can piggyback off of Max, and that is I love that Max brought up the fact of it being then data that the marketer can use. Because this is the perfect opportunity to talk about a reason why you might want enterprise. Because here's the thing, there's three layers of love, at least for me, when I think about HubSpot playbooks. There's the fact that with Pro, you can literally do an open text field, which means if you set up your settings, it could be open text into a note, open text into a call, open text into whatever. Like there's there's these ways that you can put it into a place in your HubSpot record that you can get back to and see it and everybody can see it. That's the other thing too, by the way, visibility across all humans instead of just stuck in your little like Word doc piece of crap. Like that's a huge piece. But at the end of the day, we have open text. The second thing we can do is we can actually do a list of answers in enterprise where now we give them the top five buckets that they might want to select and actually put that information in. But there's also an open note section under that that you can type in like for the for the people who know like, well, what if they say this and it's not one of the choices and we then can show other? Well, you've got that note section for what might be the other. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, the magic place, the nirvana of playbooks, if you will, is the ability to actually update a property in your HubSpot records. Man, mm -hmm. this means that somebody could be filling out a playbook and firing a freaking workflow at the same exact time. Yes. I mean, talk yes. about process automation yes. and streamlining what it is that you're doing in your business. It's absolutely mm -hmm. ridiculous when you start to think of it at that yeah. layer, right? And so, so again, yeah. if I take a, a, a step back, knowing that at least at a fundamental level today, today, if you have pro, you could be doing some type of products and service features and specifications playbook. You could be doing a discovery call playbook. You could be doing pricing guidelines. You could be doing the difference between company and competitors, negotiation tactics. There's just a, like a metric button that could be then shown in a call a meeting, an email, or a note inside your HubSpot record, dependent upon what it is that you're actually freaking creating or the information where it needs yeah. to be found. But again, at the next level, it's no, we're literally putting the properties. They don't need to fill out a form. They could fill out a playbook or your internal team could fill out a playbook. Oh my God, never, just, just, that's Devin, 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 hop in if you want to say, and I, I, I want to throw in a good example. Yeah, no worries. The thing that <clears throat> I want to make sure that we differentiate here is between a playbook and a HubSpot playbook. A standard playbook is just really about codifying your process. And a playbook can live in a slide deck if you want a pretty playbook. It could be a text document. It's That is the foundation 
of what a playbook could be. So even if you are, for some reason, not a HubSpot customer, even it, Oh, good point, <laughs> good point. If for 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 some reason you, you haven't made the leap to the greatest growth platform ever, then what you wanna do is at the very least figure out a way to document, find a place for these things to live. What sets- It's not a doc, if it's not a process, if it's not document. That's right. It's just not. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's just a very familiar fire sale. So with the difference between that and a HubSpot playbook is HubSpot playbooks do all of that and they're interactive. They're a way for your team to be engaged one-to-one -one with the data. What is it? Okay, so what and is- it's where you're doing your work well, what too. what does interaction where look like? Where you're doing your work, it's right What does there. interaction look like? Because I got very excited. It's all that and a bag of chips. And then you said it's interactive, it's engaging. Fantastic. What does that bag of interactive chips look like? Go for it, George. All right. So first of all, the fact that you can create a playbook and you have the ability to actually have like a highlighter tool to highlight the very important pieces of the conversations that people need to have. The fact that you can add links to additional resources or scripts that they need to get to from the playbook. The fact that you can add video into there. The fact that you can embed stuff in there means the only thing that is stopping you is the idea of what you need to show what you need to say and what you need to document and it can be literally anything it is a very interactive document that you are creating that is sitting on the exact record that you need to be like functioning with this data and this information that you're going to have to use through the process as you move forward. And the best part is like, it can just... Hub Heroes listeners, this episode is brought to you by Simple Events, a true game changer that integrates with your HubSpot CRM. Ready to revolutionize your event management process? Well, imagine this. You're tasked with planning an event. It could be an intimate workshop or a large-scale corporate event. The thought alone can be daunting. That's where Simple Events transforms your event planning into a smooth, stress-free process. No matter the size of your business or the type of event, in person or virtual, Simple Events is your ideal partner. Simple Events is a comprehensive solution that simplifies every aspect of event management, from creating detailed attendee lists to setting up efficient workflows. Say goodbye to the hassle of juggling multiple platforms. With Simple Events, everything you need is in one convenient place. That's right. Simple Events is about empowering your events and enhancing every detail using the robust capabilities of the CRM you love. HubSpot. Unlike other tools, you can control the full event experience in your HubSpot portal. Are you ready to revolutionize how you manage events? Then visit SidekickStrategies.com forward slash simple. That's SidekickStrategies.com forward slash simple. As a bonus, make sure to use the special Hub Heroes promo code HELPFUL, all capitals, helpful for an exclusive discount on the Simple Events Pro Plan and step into the world of Simple Events, turning your next event from successful to spectacular. Be something you look at and read and consume information from. For instance, you could use it as like a competitive battle card if you know you're going up against a certain competitive, you know, or competitor for whatever you're selling. You could also use it for 
common troubleshooting guides if you have these showing up on tickets, right? So if I'm a support person, someone says they have, oh, this issue, I could have recommended uh, tickets show up based on like the category of the ticket, or I can just search and say, oh, they're having this problem. Let's see if there's a guide to help me walk them through the issue. Or it literally could be something that you're using to log a call, log a meeting, log some kind of interaction, right? Where you're actually inputting data into it and that's getting logged onto the record, right? And into properties. So it's not just something you look at, it's something you can also like use. I did wanna like go and hit one of like a really good example of when George talked about workflows because people don't love manually creating deals, for example, and typing in a whole bunch of information they've already somehow kind of collected. A lot of times typically, when you're opening up a deal in HubSpot, usually you've had some kind of like discovery call or gathered some information before you're just like blindly opening up a deal for a prospect. A, a playbook is a great way to kind of bridge those two things together because you could have like a discovery playbook where you ask a whole bunch of questions, right? And information that's gonna be relevant if you ever end up opening up a deal. And as you're capturing that information, depending on how you capture it and the answers that you get, you could trigger workflows off that contact to either like disqualify them and like change something about the record, or if it ends up being a good fit, automatically creating a deal off of that information once it's logged. That way you don't have to play the game of like copying information over into properties and you just have deals get created for you that have all that information you gathered on that discovery call. And you're eliminating a bunch of extra work people would have to do to manually create the deal, manually bring over all the shit. And so it's just, it, once you start getting creative with how you can use this data you're collecting in context throughout all the other stuff you're automating and the stuff you're doing in HubSpot, you start unlocking all these like wild use cases that aren't necessarily so obvious at face value when it looks like it's just a document. I don't know if this is the place to let my nerd light shine or not. You mean, of course right it is. now? Yeah. This is, okay, hold on, right. George. I gotta be perfectly honest. I feel like a mom, like all of my millennial and Gen Xers will know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm the mom in the mini pizza bagels commercial where the, her boys are not paying attention to her, but suddenly those mini pizza bagels come out and they're like falling over her and themselves. This is like hurting middle school boys who are excited to eat pizza bagels. So pardon me if I, I regret to inform you, your nerd flag has been flying since the moment you said oh. Davenport. Dang yeah. it. Okay, well then. And that's why I'll, you I'll, love this. We, yeah, this is why I'll, we love this. I'll, I'll let it shine. Let it rip. Let it Do rip, it. Georgie. I'll let it shine. First of all, I would probably work for pizza bagels, by the way. Like, I need a cardboard sign, will work for pizza bagels, and just, okay. like, stand out in front of my house and see how many people stop by and, like, ask me to do something. Y'all mow your yard! Pizza bagels. All right, so <laughs> here's the thing. Here's where I get really nerdy and my brain starts to work. It's like, I'm going to go back a little bit where we talk about its process, its iteration. Anybody that's ever done really great A-B testing or multivariant testing knows that you can test your way past what actually was success, and you need to go back to what was working better previously. The fact that in playbooks, you have version history and you can see like, mm. oh man, last quarter we were doing way better. What changed? Well, Marky Mark changed our playbook and our freaking close rate went down. Well, sweet. Let's revert back to before Marky Mark touched our ish and let's go back to the way it was. And so you can literally see back to the things that you've changed inside of the playbook as you're building them, iterating them and using them over time. Like my nerd mind just loves the fact that that's there. Dude, I didn't even know you could do versioning. Control. Oh yeah, dude. Right hand side under the publish button. It's freaking amazing. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you outshill the shill? Oh, that's 
Yo, I just outshilled the shill. You know what? You know what that means? That means after this is over, I'm gonna go out to my veranda and take a nap. It's pronounced veranda. Well, whichever, but that's two words that I threw in this episode because I'm eighty. I feel like you're taking my wife's favorite coffee from Starbucks. Do you need a little Metamucil? Are we okay? I get plenty of fiber, but nobody wants to know that on this podcast. I feel like there's a lot can of dietary. I, I Devin, I have a question for you. What is the stuff that people get wrong about HubSpot playbooks? Please save us from ourselves. Oh, it just right over the top of what George was saying. Uh, you're not iterating and you're not deprecating. You're not taking your old stuff mm. and doing away with it. Um, he, I mean, he nailed it. You can iterate past success and you, you need to be able to roll that back. And you also need to be able to do away with what wasn't working. Going back to the beginning, the, the V1, you shouldn't be shipping your V1 and just letting it ride. That's not, that's not going to work. What you need to do is constantly update and change but also be prepared to roll back. But most importantly, be prepared to scrap something that is no longer relevant. If I were going to create a playbook for my agency today, it would not look like the playbook that I would have created five years ago. It wouldn't even look like the playbook I created last year because times have changed. I've changed how I do things. I've found new ways to be successful. I want to duplicate that success. Another thing I want to I want to talk about too is tying like playbooks into sort of the greater enablement argument, especially specifically as it has to do with HubSpot and like the software itself. So like whenever you're thinking kind of like, how are we going to like long-term scale out our employees' proficiency of using HubSpot, but also doing their job correctly? in HubSpot. HubSpot's got a lot of resources for you, right? We've got we've got uh we've got HubSpot Academy. We've got our support team. But you know what we don't have? That inside context and nuances of how your business works and operates. Only you have that, right? As the customer. Maybe you could argue your customer success manager or your onboarding person who gets really really tight with you can 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 pick up on some of that. But what's really interesting is when you think like how are we going to onboard new users to HubSpot that haven't used HubSpot and haven't used our HubSpot before. And like a lot of times you'll see people say like, yeah, we've got HubSpot Academy and people can go on there and they can learn how to use the CRM. They can learn how to do stuff inside of HubSpot. And don't get me wrong, HubSpot Academy is amazing. Like you're gonna learn how to use the software in there. But what you're not gonna learn is how your specific business operates within HubSpot and the context of what's unique to you and your processes and your specific nuances around how you're using it. Playbooks gives you the opportunity to bridge that gap. So you've got HubSpot Academy so that when you get butts in seats and people start using HubSpot, they go, okay, I know how to use the buttons and hit the right buttons to do the thing, right? And I know how HubSpot works, but then you could say, here are playbooks for how our specific processes and best practices go that take that even further and puts everything they learned about how to use the software into the context of how you're actually using it. You know, so there's that, just think about how you're layering that stuff together. So I wanna double down on that. I wanna double down on that, Max, because what I want people to realize is that your employees are probably gonna be in HubSpot as HubSpot contacts. They should be. If not, get them in there. Uh, There's a reason. Because imagine a world where you live in that one of the things that you have to do on a monthly basis is go into your own contact record 
and you're told to run the internal questionnaire playbook. And now all of a sudden they do a note that they're answering these questions to know how well they know the new release of the product. And you can then mm. go back to their notes and see how they did and what additional training, right? So what I'm positioning here is, again, we always talk about external, but playbooks could be an internal tool for you to see the knowledge and information that your team understands or does not understand and training methods that you would go moving forward or even onboarding. Imagine onboarding and they go through a week of what you... Tell them if you're a company sitting here and you don't have an onboarding test or quiz or onboarding certification or you don't have the platform or the finances to actually implement something like that. Yes, you do. HubSpot Playbooks. You just have to build it. Yeah. And you can literally have an onboarding quiz or exam or whatever you want to call it. Oh, by the way, yeah. by the yeah. way, sorry, one more thing. Liz, you asked Devin, what is the most common mistake people are making with HubSpot playbooks? I want to swing back to that for a second. Oh, I was going to swing us all back to that. Yeah, good, good, good. Because I, I think it's very important that I just get a chance to state the biggest thing that I see wrong is that they go with creation before strategy. They just go in and they start to create something and they don't even know what it is in the hell that they're trying to create. Like, no, what is it that you need? What do you, how do you want to build it? Like whiteboard and like five other humans, yeah. brains working together. Okay, now let's go build it in HubSpot. So it's definitely strategy and, and also, creation. And also, how are you communicating that those are even yep. there? And when to look for them. There are a couple of things that they've done recently because they're 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 doing a ton of work on the back end of playbooks. There's a lot of stuff I know about that I can't talk about. Oh no! Um, but there's a lot of you cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it. But but a big but a big thing but a big thing that they've done recently is those recommended playbooks in context. For example, you can have certain playbooks show up when like tickets are in certain categories or deals are in certain stages. So instead of searching for it, it's showing up as recommended, and you go, oh, maybe I should use that playbook in this. You know, now that this deal is at this stage, right? It's like how to build a quote, how to request a quote, like approval, how to do, you know, all that kind of stuff. So. They're doing a lot of really good work in terms of surfacing them and the visibility, but a lot of it also comes down to creating a culture around saying, hey, all the FAQs that you have about how to do your job and a lot of the aids you have and the conversations that you're having with customers or kicking off internal processes, they're all sitting in these playbooks. You gotta use Okay, them. so, dang it, Devin, right after this, dude, you gotta unlock, lay it down. But Max, I am so glad that you brought that up because it's one of the things I wanted to bring up and so the listeners understand what we're talking about. If you go into playbooks and go into settings, there's literally a thing that is, when you create one, set when to recommend. And what it does is it gives you a drop down where like deal, deal stage, contact, lead status, or life cycle stage, ticket, ticket status, or category, and based on on those things you can say i want this playbook to be at the top of the list because by the way the bane of my existence is every hubspot user always scrolls before they search and right now there's not a search <laughs> functionality in playbooks and so if i can at least levitate it to the top i'm good to go wait i'm pretty sure you, you can you just the search bar and it should bring up yeah. playbooks as well, an no, no, no. i mean on the record yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're on the record and you want to run a playbook can you search it on the record uh-oh i might me i'm pretty oh. sure you can oh hey, 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 hey. what's up devin <laughs> honestly i'm learning new stuff here myself so the advanced functionality hey, what this whole podcast right, is the for, advanced right? functionality of hubspot playbooks some of this is news to me man I just traditionally am using them to document processes. That's that's the primary function of playbooks for me. Because like Liz said, what if somebody gets hit by a bus, that knowledge deficit is 
terrifying. So you, you got to have a place to, uh, for for the knowledge to live. But no, this advanced functionality. I'm I'm sitting along with the listeners. Like, ooh, really? Okay, <laughs> I, man, I gotta apologize to the whole HubSpot ecosystem. Son of a gun! There is search functionality for playbooks. I don't know when that arrived. I don't think it was always there that I remember, but it's there now. However, when I did go over it's to the port, it was always there. Max, shut up! Shut so up! Let me feel good there. about myself. <laughs> So, so here's the thing. What I did see that I don't think I've seen before, but again, maybe it's always been there. Max will let me know because he doesn't want me to feel good about myself. There's literally a recently used tag on playbooks that were recently used, which is very interesting to me. So you know where you've been compared to where you need to go because maybe you're running two or three playbooks on a particular contact company or deal. All right, let's get out of the weeds here for a minute, guys. Also, the chaotic energy of this episode i'm here for it i'm also scared but i'm here for it be very afraid it's definitely thick for sure i would think we've learned a lot about each other today uh george will be on the davenport waiting for people to feed him pizza bagels in exchange for goods and services and on a good day it's my davenport is on my veranda and i have pizza bagels that way he can yell at the kids to get off his lawn and stop playing the loud music meanwhile devin remains the favorite and max i love you (laughs) But you screwed up my introduction, and I haven't forgotten. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But you know what? We get to shame George for one more thing. Are we ready before we go into the wrap-up today? Oh, my God. I can't wait. Do you know who we haven't talked about today, George? The humans. Oh. I've been waiting for it. Wow. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. But at the end of the day. Just give me a real real breathy one. Humans. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to. At least buy me a out. steak dinner first, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Man. We have too much fun on this part. I hope, listeners, I hope you have fun when we go through this because it really is uh, about you, the humans, and entertaining and educating and really giving you a journey along the way where you're like, God, I love HubSpot. I love to learn about HubSpot. That's that's my hope. So it is really uh, everything we talk about is about the humans. So we were just teeing you and up. We're for definitely this not a cult. Not a cult. We're definitely not a cult. Just I promise. All hail Big Sprocket. Mostly. Not a yep. cult. We're definitely, when, when someone asks you, we're definitely not a cult. Definitely. All right. Now, if that were definitely the case, I would paint my walls orange or something. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. Here, Before here we, we go, go into another take. No, no, no. We have to wrap this up. We have to wrap this up. I love you all, but get off my virtual lawn. So if the humans only remember one thing from today's conversation, what is it and why? Devin, you go first. Playbooks are one of the single greatest resources you can utilize for onboarding your team members, for getting them to do the job right the first time, the way that your best people do it. If you are if if you are sitting down with your best players and documenting how they achieve success and then using that as a blueprint to teach others, then you're winning. And if you're not doing it, then you're making life a lot harder than it needs to be. You should be using playbooks, not only to document process, but as your one of your primary onboarding tools into how your company gets things done. 
One of the hardest parts that I found in agency life is going into the agency and, and you expect it. It's, it's something you expect, right? Where you just supposed to just hit the ground running, trial by fire, learn as you go. And then once you achieve something, you can take a shallow breath because, oh, look, here comes another wave of stuff you need to do. And with playbooks, it, it lessens that anxiety. I've seen so many new hires burn out, personally seen them burn out just because of the amount of figuring it out as they go that they need to do. There are only two limits of playbooks. First one is the tier of HubSpot you have, but the second one is your creativity. Oh God, that. George. <laughs> no, I, I I agree with that. I mean, this, am I no, wrong? Is this reading rainbow? Is this reading rainbow? I was gonna say, it just needs to end with the more you know. You know. <laughs> Take a look, it's in the playbook. Go close that deal. Oh, okay. I don't even know how to follow that. Like, that's some, some straight up just you stuff. You don't right have there. to. You can help me no. preserve my sanity. Well, so here's here's the no. thing. Okay, you're not right. Gonna do that. right. Yeah, preserve here's, your here's, sanity. Here's yeah, just pass. kidding. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on to playbooks. How many pieces um, of do I need no. to give you? So, so here's the thing. For me, I would want the humans to know that playbooks equals process. And a well-defined process for each individual on your team equals micro success. And if you have micro success for each individual, you have company that is macro success. You're moving the needle in the right way, one brick or one human, one. And so if you're listening to this and you're not using playbooks in one shape, form, fashion for marketing, for sales, for service, for operations, for the C-suite, for whoever. Sit down with a team and figure out how do we want to implement HubSpot playbooks across the organization? What's the three, five, seven things that we could start doing today that are gonna impact that micro success because we're actually documenting, iterating, and refining the processes that make us successful. I gave you so much crap during this episode, George, and then you had to lay it down like that. It's beautiful. You're I just mean, that's beautiful. That's what I. That's what I that's do, beautiful. people. That's what I do. Laid it down right that's on the dab. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. You know what? Everybody get off my lawn. <laughs> Everyone get out. To everybody else listening, do you like us? Do you have suggestions? George works for Pizza Bagels. What do you work for? Let us know by leaving us a review. It helps us get found. I would love to see us come out of this year with 50 reviews. Reach goal of 100, mm. but I want to start with 50. Help us get there. And help us out, there. folks. I'll ship you some Pizza Bagels for a reason. No, no, he won't. won't. You will eat them. Really, you will actually, eat them. Yeah. You will I would eat them. them. And, uh, don't lie to the humans. Don't lie to the humans. And on that note, we will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Love you. Okay, Hub Heroes, we've reached the end of another episode. Will Lord Lack continue to loom over the community, or will we be able to defeat him in the next episode of the Hub Heroes podcast? Make sure you tune in and find out in the next episode. Make sure you head over to thehubheroes.com to get the latest episodes and become part of the League of Heroes. FYI, if you're part of the League of Heroes, you'll get the show notes right in your inbox, and they come with some 
some hidden power-up potential as well. Make sure you share this podcast with a friend, leave a review if you like what you're listening to, and use the hashtag, hashtag HubHeroesPodcast, on any of the socials and let us know what strategy conversation you'd like to listen into next. Until next time, when we meet and combine our forces, remember to be a happy, helpful, humble human, and of course, always be looking for a way to be someone's hero.